0: 14. Lobo, Texas. June, 1872. John had spotted him straight away, noticing his big, tied-down gun and his restless eyes. He watched the old stranger survey the room like a man who knew what he was doing, though the old man went to the back of the room and settled with a beer. John had no doubts he'd recognized him from somewhere. The old man glanced at John again, and John glanced back, trying not to be so obvious. He seemed harmless enough, older, thin, weak-looking. Too many years riding the trails and ending up here, poor and soliciting drinks from other weary strangers. But what was with that black box, the old man? Held in his lap. John didn't like that. Clamping his jaw tight, John drew himself up, put his hands on his hips, and stared at the old man with angry eyes. The old man just smiled at him, friendly-like. And that made John feel even more uncomfortable. John snapped, not caring how many other bar patrons saw him. Arms pumping and legs flailing. He was running full out towards the old man with a huge, maniacal grin splitting his face. Before the old man could go for his side pistol, a flimsy little thirty-two caliber sidearm, John had pulled his hunting knife and, with one knee landing square in the old man's frail chest, hearing his ribs snap like dry twigs, John buried the knife to the hilt in the old man's throat. Shocked blue eyes met Brown. This made John smile. Somehow, John had a way of finding small comforts, no matter what the situation he found himself in. Even the act of cold-blooded murder. The old man just stared up, and John, with shock and terror, knowing he should have bushwhacked John to begin with just to play it safe. Too late for that now. John twisted the blade cruelly blood bathing the wall to the left of them, and John's face as well. He reached up with his free hand and smeared the blood with his fingers, his face appearing as though he was wearing some type of bizarre war paint. He yanked the knife out and stood back, examining his handiwork with a big, malicious grin. Other bar patrons had long since vanished through the Batwing doors, Some hiding behind tables, others cowering in fear behind the bar. John came out of his bloodless stupor, long enough to take in the whole room at a glance, grinning at the thought of being capable of instilling so much terror into the hearts of so many. After bending down to retrieve the black box, he strolled casually out of the saloon and down the street to the motel to find him a whore. He had a lot of frustration built up inside of him and needed some release. The death of the old man resulted in the quick formation of a lynch mob. Hardin's parents and wife were taken into protective custody, and his brother Joe and two cousins, brothers Bud and Tom Dixon, were arrested on outstanding warrants. A group of local men broke into the jail in July 1874 and hanged Joe Bud, and Tom. It is claimed that the hanging ropes were deliberately out too long in order to cause death through slow strangulation, as grass was found between their toes. After this, Hardin vanished but resurfaced not too much later. He could never stay out of the public eye for very long.